Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host James and today we are going over the episode Two Pets for Two Pests and if I sound a bit weird, uh, I'm in the middle of a cold. I think I'm well enough to do this. Um, I, I sounded fine in a test but if it sounds off that's why. Anyway, here we go. We're at school in math class and the announcements come on with a loud that's supposed to be the like sound that the 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 reverb makes but uh I don't know how well I did that <laughs> anyway um the principal is on the intercom and he's saying that Tomorrow is Pet Appreciation Day. There should probably be a bigger heads up, but maybe this is a reminder. It's been a it's been a bit since I took notes. Like it's not a not a, not been a full day, but whatever. Like maybe it's just a reminder cuz like like they would have to take into account allergies. And figure out what to do from there. Anyway, the principal continues that students can bring up to two pets to celebrate the day. And, uh, like, before the principal gets off, he can't turn off the intercom correctly. And it goes into another... (coughs) Okay, I promise to stop doing that. Uh... Anyway, Blythe is upset because she can't bring everyone, and they'll be upset, the ones that she doesn't bring, and young me is a tad confused, but then the Biscuits loudly bash Pet Appreciation Day, and Blythe asks them, why can't they just do something like everyone else for once? And the Biscuits say that they aren't like everyone else. Which is a completely honest statement, and one I think Blythe agrees with, but that's why she was asking them to, because for her, being like everyone else would be an improvement for the Biscuits, but they think that they're better than everyone else, which they're very much not, just because they're rich. It's it's a whole thing. And the principal comes back on. I promise I will not do that again. And says that any student who participates in this will get the day off of class. And then the biscuits talk amongst themselves and say that they should do it to get out of classes and laugh like that's evil. But it's not. I probably would have done this. Although I actually appreciate animals. But, I mean, okay, I guess I guess knowing what they do later in the episode makes this a bit more evil. And it's also a tad bit weird that the daughters of a person who runs a pet shop don't care about pets. That just seems like bad advertising. You know? Like... I guess the biscuits are bad advertising for their father because, like, everyone who knows them is like, ugh, no way, I'm not gonna 
contribute to that mess anymore. And so they probably avoid largest ever pet shop like the plague because they're there and would benefit from that. Like I think Jasper even said as much or Jasper, Sue and Young Me said as much in the first episode. Where like just don't go to largest ever pet shop owned by Fisher Biscuit who has the worst daughters ever. <laughs> anyway, uh Yeah, so it's just that. So then it becomes the next day at the pet shop in the morning. And the pets are excited about Pet Appreciation Day. Which I think might actually be an actual holiday in the universe of the show. Like in reality, there's a Pet Appreciation Week. But this year it's in June. I don't know when it was other years. But if it's around the same time, I don't know if they would have taken off on a day in June. Like, that's probably focused for, like, end-of-the-year stuff. Um, then again, it is a holiday, so who knows? Anyway, Minka says she can't wait to see who Blythe chooses, but she can't generally wait for anything. And then Blythe comes down and the pets greet her. So, Blythe explains that she was up all night trying to make this decision, and that she thought about everything from, like, who goes together well to, like, how people react, all of that stuff, and, like, like she just threw that out the window because that got too complicated for her, so she just wrote down the names of the first two pets she thought of, and... Russell says that that makes sense, and I do agree with Russell on this. It makes a bunch of sense. Because, like, if you're thinking about it, sometimes, like, it's it's Occam's razor, essentially. It's the simplest solution is most often the best solution. So, um, before she announces who's coming, Penny and Vinny make a big deal about knowing that we are all appreciated, and that it doesn't matter who gets chosen, and just, what do you know? Penny and Vinny get chosen, and they make a big show of it, with Vinny even saying, In your face! Russell says that that's okay, and Sunil points out that he's been there before, which... Russell, why do you want to go back? The last time you were there, it was a disaster, by all accounts. By all accounts, it was a disaster. Like, what if the janitor sees him again? If the janitor still works there and all. Anyway, Vinny and Penny are really excited about going to school and again make a big show of it. So, they leave with Blythe. And then, uh, back in the pet shop, Sunil is trying to make a block of wood disappear when Minka accidentally hits him with her easel. Sunil is mad because his concentration is ruined, but Minka says that she's been watching him do magic and uh, she wants to... Uh, paint a portrait of him. Sunil doesn't really want one, nor does he understand why he even needs to be there, because Minka's paints are just paint splashes. And Minka is upset by this description, while Sunil continues to rant about it. Minka then offers him to paint something, if it's so easy. Sunil says he doesn't want to, 
But Minka says that he can't do it, and Sunil takes her up on it. So basically it's the whole Jackson Pollock thing again. Anyway, Blythe uh, is walking into school when she sees a deluxe pet carrier. A chinchilla comes out and introduces herself as cashmere, which is really weirdly spelled in English. Like, I know it's a foreign word, and, like, there's probably a reason it's spelled like that, but it's just weird. Cashmere. It it sounds like it's supposed to be spelled C-A-G-M-I-R, but... It's spelled K-A-S-H-M-I-R. Like, that's that spelling makes it look like it's supposed to say cashmere, not cashmere. It, it has a G sound where there's an S-H. It's, it makes no sense. Okay, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure there's a reason, but it's just dumb. Blythe says hi, and then another one comes out and says that she's Velvet. Cashmere and Velvet introduce themselves as twins. They then realize that Blythe is talking to them and call her weird instead of awesome, because that is kind of awesome in a sense. Like, I'd be impressed with someone who could do that. And you know what? You know what? It's that kind of realization that makes this rest of the episode make sense. You know? Anyway, Penny wonders about the nature of these twins, and Minnie says that it must have been a two-for-one sale. And Blythe has a similar realization to what I just had by what that means, and on cue... The biscuits demand that Blythe step away from their bag and their chimpchillas. Blythe is like, of course it was you. And the biscuits are confused by this and Blythe says it's nothing. Blythe hopes that they didn't just adopt two adorable and rare pets just for this. And Brittany says that this is exactly what they did. And Whitney says that Blythe told them to do something like regular students. And Blythe is like, I did. And Blythe realizes that, of course, they're just going to biscuit it up. Of course. They then say they'll just give them to an orphanage after today. And the chinchillas are stunned and surprised. Anyway... Vinny and Penny wonder who could do such a thing, and Blythe says that the Biscuits could, and they like, oh yeah, you know, that makes perfect sense for them. Blythe is determined to find a home for them by the end of the day. So, okay, question in the Biscuits logic. I know that's not new, but just bear with me. So did they just adopt them from their own pet store? Like, in theory, they could just return them instead of giving them to an orphanage. Like, I do have an idea of why they don't do that, though. So, Fisher once tried that, like, because he's rich. Like, he and some of his friends and family just 
adopted a bunch of animals quickly so that they could say like over 10,000 or whatever number sold or something and then they returned it so that like they can just boost their numbers for the public and say yeah we can do this so just come on 10,000 people can't be wrong but a lot of those 10,000 are your friends and family and the government is like no you don't so now if any biscuit buys a pet from their own store they have to keep it that's my theory and also to congratulate the biscuits to some extent at least they aren't giving them to someone who would kill them for their fur I mean like I I would not put it past the biscuits but you know what they're doing better than that it, it means they're humane in some way although I guess with a lot of animals being as small as they are is fur even really worth it? I mean, I guess you'd have to stitch it together. But, like... Man, it's a weird and different thing. But, like... At least they're not giving them to someone who will kill them. Anyway... So back at the pet shop, Sunil thinks it's easy to paint. He tries to take some paint and paint like Minka, which is his first mistake. He really should just be painting like himself. Like, that's his biggest mistake throughout this episode. However, he hits Zoe with it, who's wearing a white dress because she can, and Zoe calls him out on it. Sunil apologizes and Zoe says to aim for her and maybe it will hit the canvas. Sunil tries again, but this time it hits the ceiling and it drifts onto Pepper's snack. Sunil apologizes again and gives her his snack. So then there's this transition effect where the math teacher is writing on the chalkboard to transition back to school. And Cashmere and Velvet are upset about being given up for adoption. They thought that when they were given names, they would have a permahome, which really is, like, we're, we're sinking back down to low expectations for the Biscuits, because that is some form of abuse. It's not giving them names just so they can die this afternoon, but it's giving them names and giving up on them. So, there's that. And they also say that the Biscuits would be the perfect donors for them. They're twins just like us, and sassy just like us, and rich like they should be. And then they imagine what life would be like in the Biscuit household, and it's this sickeningly sweet image of the Biscuits dressed as angels, feeding cashmere and velvet, and then playing with them on their bed. It almost feels like an off-brand version of Star Butterfly's Room from Star Versus, where instead of being a celebration of modern femininity, it celebrates traditional femininity, in a sense, which essentially is what the Biscuits are. They're like a celebration of traditional femininity, and Blythe, our main character, 
is like the counterweight to that where it's a celebration of modern femininity and you know like it, it juxtaposes them and like like the biscuits being controlling and wanting everyone to be certain ways where like Blythe and her friends and the pets are like no no we're not doing that and that's what makes them enemies you know it's it's like the like dueling ideologies but like neither are well I don't know like when I say traditional femininity I mean like like traditional femininity it's just my my point here is that like modern femininity doesn't have to be like I don't like this girly stuff where you're very much open to liking girly stuff, but it's not defining who you are to some extent. Like, like traditional femininity feels more like, like being a girly girl is all that matters when in reality and in modernity, it really isn't. You can still like all of that stuff, and still be seen as strong and independent, but it it's confusing to talk about, especially because like I'm not in the middle of it. I'm I'm a guy, obviously, but like this is the sense I'm getting from it. Okay, you know what I mean. Anyway. Vinny is just plain stunned at this. Well, Penny offers up the idea of being nice to the Biscuits to get into their good graces. And the Chinchillas are like, eh, we'll give it a shot. And the bell rings and the teacher announces that anyone with pets can leave to go talk about them for Pet Appreciation Day. And I was wondering why they were still in class, but I guess it's like a, like a planned part of the day instead of like a whole day. Whatever. The Biscuits are upset because they didn't know they had to talk about these burdensome pets. And they don't know what to talk about because all they're good at talking about is them. Blythe says that pets should be a joy, not a burden. And the Biscuits say that they are a burden. And they're really upset because they can't have Francois here. So they have to carry the chinchillas, which is a bigger task for them than it should be. It's, I mean, I guess uh, they really do need those uh, doctor's notes to get out of gym. Like, like, it's that whole traditional femininity thing again. It's where, like, they don't see gym stuff as a thing girls do. And that's dumb. And as a result, they don't know how to do anything could also be because all of their energy is going into their mutant abilities as well but either way it's disturbing somewhat anyway Blythe says that owning animals is life improving but the biscuits like the life their way it is and that they're going to give up these fur chillas as soon as possible so at the pet shop Sunil doesn't know what he's finding difficult about the painting 
And he says that maybe it's that he's not using his own style. Uh, no, wait, that's my interpretation of it. But the conclusion he comes to is that he's not dressed for the part. He gets a smock and a beret, which I think the smock should be a bit more mandatory. But, I mean, I guess Minka doesn't wear one. And tries again, only to hit Russell. Sunil apologizes, and Minka gives him a towel to wipe himself off. Russell makes a snarky comment about how painting can be difficult, and Sunil is offended by that. He just doesn't have the technique down yet, so says he, and he throws away his smock and bray, only attempting this idea once. Which is dumb. Anyway, at the gym... All the pets are on display, and the biscuits are being extra by having a banner of themselves up. Like, like we're the attraction instead of the pets, but uh, it backfires because as the people are touring, the biscuits are talking about how surprising it is to see people hanging out with them because of the chinchillas. And that usually when people hang out with them, it's because they gave them stuff, which means they know they're doing it. I mean, they do know they're doing it. That's how they enticed Blythe. But they don't imprint on anyone like they did with Blythe. They just give them stuff, and that usually works. I think the reason they imprinted on Blythe the way they did is to, like, show critics what dissidents do and what dissidents deserve and if they want to keep a shred of their individuality just let them do what they want and make us be famous and yeah yeah they're awful anyway Brittany floats the idea of keeping them but when he says that'll be work which frightens Brittany Blythe who I believe has been in purified biscuit mode since math about this because she's fighting them and making a lot of good points, actually. Like, whatever. Uh, tells them that chinchillas actually aren't that much work and that they clean themselves. And Cashmere and Velvet decide to show the biscuits their nice side. And, you know, they uh, they clean themselves to show that they can do it. And then they just, like, cuddle up to them. And it works on Brittany for a bit. However, Whitney drags her out of this uh, idea by saying that the cute, lovable pets are boring. And Brittany steps back into line and doesn't want them again. The Biscuits leave for a break and ask Blythe to watch over the chinchillas. Probably the smartest thing they've done. And then uh, Cashmere and Velvet are upset with Penny for her advice to be nice. And they make fun of her for it. And Blythe wonders what this is all about and then they explain the situation. Blythe says that they'll help the chinchillas find a good home, but the chinchillas want this home, which Penny is surprised about. The chinchillas love their home because they're rich and spoiled and they want to be rich and spoiled. And Vinny comes to the conclusion that they are the chinchilla versions of the biscuits, which they take as a compliment. Blythe advises them that what they need to do to gain the biscuits' affection is to be their bratty, selfish selves 
which Cashmere and Velvet can do with ease. And Blythe is even willing to help. Anyway, meanwhile, Sunil comes to the conclusion that he's been overthinking this and needs to channel his inner Minka. He goes wild and starts flinging paint like there's no tomorrow, but when he's done, he realizes that he has painted everything but the easel, which is an impressive feat in and of itself. Zoe demands that he gets paper towels this time, instead of Minka, and says that, lucky for Sunil, I look good in everything, which is objectively hilarious. <laughs> She's covered in paint, and, like, she looks... Like, I will admit, she looks good, and she knows it. And, like, I love that, like, confidence in yourself. Like, you go. Anyway. Anyway. Back at the thing, that math club kid comes by, and and he says he wants to see the chinchillas, and the biscuits are like, they're there. And Cashmere and Velvet turn around, and you... Eugene, I think his name is Eugene, says that they're just turned around. The Biscuits find it odd and then go on the defensive when Eugene keeps it up. And just when I say keeps it up, I mean informs them of what's happening. The Biscuits are confused about why they're going on the defensive and that they don't know what they're feeling. Blythe whispers to Vinny about the next part of the plan. And then Vinny hops on the twins, and Cashmere and Velvet start chasing Vinny to protect them. They chase Vinny, and then the chase expands all over the gym. And then it also expands to include a duck, who does act a bit like Donald, because of course. A dog, a snake, and a pig. And Blythe tries to call the chinchillas to calm them down, but they ignore her. Blythe invites them to try it, and Brittany just busts out a megaphone and calls them because they're that extra. Oh. Oh, man. I love hating these characters. <laughs> anyway. So the Chinchillas League even go back to the twins while Vinny and the others crash into a wall. The Biscuits are impressed that they responded to them but not to Blythe. Blythe complains about them... But, uh, she knows exactly what she's doing. It's almost as if she's a reverse phantom thief about putting something into their hearts. And, like, she knows how to get in there because much earlier she accidentally wandered into that dungeon herself. I just love this metaphor, and I'm rolling with it. <laughs> anyway, but, I mean, my point still stands. Anyway, um, and they become even more impressed, and it's all according to Blythe's plan. And, like, it is just, like, like Blythe knows how to get in there because she's been in there. But she built up enough resistance so that she doesn't fall and be stuck there herself. It really is like a reverse phantom thief. Or should I say, a phantom Santa. You'll never see it coming. Okay. Anyway, 
Back to the pet shop, Sunil tries to use a slingshot, a baseball thrower, and a cannon to paint to no avail, and Sunil tears up and gets upset. Minka stops by and wonders how it's going. Sunil says it's not going well, and Minka says she knows she was watching and she even painted a picture of it. Sunil apologizes for thinking that painting was easy. Minka says he doesn't need to, and that magic might just be as hard for her as painting is for him. Sunil perks up a bit, but Minka says, nah, it's actually really easy, and she pulls a quarter out from behind his ear. Which, okay. Okay, uh, I had recorded something, but I decided to delete it, because I, I didn't want to hear it during editing, because it was nonsensical and just kind of bleh in general. So I'll leave it to, I'm not the biggest fan of these types of jokes. I don't find them funny, really. I just find it dumb. Anyway, while they're packing up from Pet Appreciation Day, Blythe comes by and tells the biscuits that if they decide to keep the chinchillas, they aren't allowed to play with Penny or Vinny. And as Blythe planned, because she's Phantom Santa-ing the idea... Uh, I just realized this is sort of Inception, too, but... But they're, they're awake, so I'm going with Phantom Santa, because you're in their heart while they're awake, not in their mind while they're asleep. And this is their heart, because that's where all the biscuit energy is stored. Although there would be enough room in their minds. But either way, as Blythe planned it, the biscuits scoff at that notion and laugh, and the chinchillas laugh as well. And Blythe acts indignant about this, and the biscuits do not care even harder than they don't care before. Blythe walks off with a smile on her face, knowing exactly what she's doing. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. Okay, I need, to, I need to keep going. So outside, Francois comes to pick up the biscuits, which this is another reason I think Netflix order is correct, because Francois is here. It's very prominent, and he needs to be here for this, for reasons we'll get to later. And uh, he has a standard issue orphanage carrier for the chinchillas, which I love. But like the biscuits, when they're carrying the chinchillas through school, they have to have the deluxe carrier. But when they don't care about it, they just put it back into the the regular pet carrier. But the biscuits are on the fence about whether or not they're going to give them up. And then Blythe goes in for the last surprise, if you will. And insults the chinchillas and then indirectly insults the biscuits because of it. And the biscuits decide to keep them because Blythe doesn't like them and doesn't like them. I guess there is a certain really doesn't like them but she's playing it up so the biscuits get in and francois tells blythe not to worry because he grew up on a chinchilla farm and then he winks 
as if he's also a Phantom Santa, and I think he is because of how much time he spends with them. So he knows what's up, and he knows how to get the biscuits to do something if he wants them to, but generally doesn't because, like, he's getting paid to be a butler. Anyway, so they drive off, and then the chinchillas let their hair down because they had their hair up like uh, uh, pebbles. But now they let their hair down, and now they have biscuit hair. Bum, bum, bum. And then Vinny says, call me crazy, but I'm going to miss those two. To which Penny says, you're crazy. Blythe says that they don't think that it's going to be the last they'll see of them. And so back at the pet shop, the pets ask about Pet Appreciation Day, and Blythe, Penny, and Vinny fill them in on how it went and what happened with uh, Cashmere and Velvet. And Sunil says that he has also learned to appreciate a pet, and Minka specifically, and her painting, which he agrees not to mock or imitate anymore. Zoe says that they'd all appreciate that, and then Pepper and Russell dump paint onto him, and they all start laughing to end the episode. So overall, this episode's a lot better than I thought it was. Because I thought it was just okay, but I actually really like the A story, and it primarily focuses on the A story. The B story, it's fine, but there's so little of it. Like, like I forgot there was a B story to this, and it's just the A story. But, like, the A story, it's really, like, a good look into the Biscuit's psyche and, like, getting them to do something good for once in their miserable lives. It's it's an amazing look at horrible people and how good people can get the worst of people to do the best of something. And I I like that notion, especially because, like, we've already established the counterbalances that these two characters have. Or, well, this one character has with these two other characters. And it's just, like, putting that full force. And it makes it so much better and so much more enjoyable. Anyway, that is it for this episode of The Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they're being really really extra and be sure to tune in for the next episode the secret recipe i shall see you then You'll never see it coming. You'll see that my mind is too fast for eyes. You're done in. By the time it hits you, your last surprise. <laughs>